Welcome. 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 Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Well, here we go again with Baseball Mainly. It's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and we are in the house. What house? Uh, I don't know. The NRM Streamcast <laughs> house. Hey, we got somebody special in the uh, in the studio besides uh, uh, always the always special Corey Stewart. And it's March. Hey, you got a hat on. Oh, okay, gosh. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll take the the chin music off. Then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, special guest today. Somebody who uh, lives in my house and uh, is saving lots of money because he doesn't pay for anything. Joey Monticello. <laughs> Welcome, son. Thank you for that. Glad to have you here. Oh, Joey, sure you are. Well, stop letting him give you that that crap, you know? We'll, <laughs> we'll just see what happens when we go down to Florida. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to take a little trip to Florida at the uh, beginning of next month, and we're going to play a little baseball together. There you go. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're going to Vero Beach to the nice. Jackie Robinson uh, Training Center, mm-hmm. and we're going uh, to play uh, with – uh, Scott Green with Play at the Plate. Mm-hmm. That's playattheplate.org if you guys want to check out uh, Scott's uh, tournaments. But, uh, man, lots of cool things going on in baseball right now with spring training. Yes. A lot of interesting stories. We were just, uh, before we came on, we were talking about uh, Rizzo being mic'd up on one of the MLB broadcasts and mm-hmm. uh, and talking about, oh, I uh, I think I've, I think I think I got a fastball coming. Somebody should hit the the, the garbage can, and then and then the next thing you know, next thing you know, he gets he gets a fastball and he smokes it into right center. Yep. And while he's on his way to first, he's still giving commentary. commentary. Yep. Yeah, it's oh, it might be a double. I'm making a turn. Oh, I'm going back to first base. He's always been my favorite cubby, uh, hands down. Rizzo's always been my favorite cubby, even over Chris Bryant. I mean, he's just he's a all around player and just a nice guy. Yeah, he always shows up to the All Star break, has a good smile, friends with almost everybody. That's somebody who you want in your clubhouse. Well, speaking of nice guys. There was a home run hit off Alex Wilson the other day by one of my favorite football and baseball players. <laughs> he hasn't played football in a while. Yeah, we we got to take a look at this. This is uh, Tim Tebow uh, barreling one up. Uh-huh. I think he might be a ball player. Well, there he goes. Oh, wow. the crack of the bat. That's Opposite a poke. Field. Yeah, that's a poke. He's a, he's he's got a lot of power. Um, he's got a lot of power, and he, and he hit it the other way. Yeah, you know, I mean, he just went with the pitch. Yep. The wind was blowing that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's if he makes it to the major leagues, let's see what he does against a major league pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Can we cue that one back up again, Angel? Just I I want to see his swing. Just real like it was nice and easy. It was. I mean, he just good stance. He reached for it a little bit, went under, but you know, for a left-handed hitter, he's got he's he can generate some power. I mean, I would take him if I if I knew on an average he was going to if he was going to give me a production of twenty to twenty-five home runs in a season with a two 
30 That's not going to happen average. unless he comes to somebody that's going to be in the American League Central where he gets to play against the Tiger pitching. True. That's the only way Well, that's no, going. I mean, they, they do play against the Marlins 19 times a year. They do. There you go. Well, but I, I would take a Tim Tebow right now. I, I, you know what? The, I don't know about his ability as a baseball player mm-hmm. at, at a major league level. He's certainly sure. got ability. Yeah. But, you know, he's somebody that um, I would aspire to be. Yeah. Uh, what a great person. And I, I really don't understand how people felt compelled to criticize him for what he did after a touchdown compared to some of the stupid things NFL players do after touchdowns. Because that's the NFL for you. And yeah. well, if and that was the case, we'd be NFL mainly. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's. Uh, I guess I'm just an old dog. I could care less about the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. It is. It has gotten to be... A joke. Uh, don't, t- don't touch the quarterback... If you touch anybody on the line, it's holding, depending on where the point spread is. No, well, the refs and the officials don't know what a call is or what a play is anymore. And, and, like, what's a catch? And What's a touchdown? Right. The the uh, Calvin Johnson catch, the mm-hmm. uh, the non-call on the pass interference in the uh, playoff game with mm-hmm. the Saints uh, yep. a couple years ago. <laughs> and, la- and last year, too. So, the... and, and it makes me wonder... If things, you know, we're talking about lately about things like the Astros, mm-hmm. people cheating, makes me wonder if things are fixed. Yeah. Um, you know, and even if things were fixed, I don't think the Lions could win. No. 19 freaking 57. <laughs> All right. It's 2020. But I All think right. we have a sponsor, don't we, Jess? Well, yeah, we do have. <laughs> On a lighter note. <laughs> Hey, I looked. I looked at the ten-year Treasury today. You know, that's kind of been my background, looking at interest rates. And a ten-year Treasury has a yield of under one and a half percent as we're speaking on this recorded broadcast. Well, <laughs> it's a great time to refinance your house if you have an interest rate of four percent or higher. You probably ought to look into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think that a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage would certainly be in the low threes or the high twos. That's a guess from someone who's not in that industry anymore. But looking at mortgage-backed securities on my phone, I think that that's a pretty safe bet if you have decent credit. Uh, The person to call to find out what kind of interest rate you could get is my friend Elizabeth or Paul over at Century Mortgage Lending. That's CenturyML.com if you want to look them up online. Or their number is 248-258-4977. It's a great time to buy a house. You might want to get pre-approved. Joey, if you know if you want to get out of the house and get your own place, you need to go get pre-approved. And uh, make sure you can afford what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. You don't want to waste the real estate agent's time. No. They're going to want you to be pre-approved. And these folks know what they're doing. Been in business well over 20 years because I did business with them back in the 90s. So um, my pleasure to have them on the show, and I'm honored that they're uh, sponsoring this segment. That's Century Mortgage ML or CenturyML.com, Century Mortgage Lending, 248-258-4977. Give them a call. Find out how they can benefit you. NMLS number 134525, phone number 248-258-4977.
Well, how many Astros have been hit so far? Quite Speaking a of few. garbage Well, games. last week I think it was seven when I read the report. I don't know yeah. if any more yeah, has I'm actually sure come out. I'm sure somebody's gotten hit. And it's funny because it's just like spring training. I know every. It, this is kind of like an excuse for everybody because everybody's still getting their arms warmed up. And oh, and a little inside is like, oh, that's just because they, you know, the ball's not, they can't feel the ball right now. And I love how Major League Baseball is just letting it kind of like slide. Well, we were talking earlier about Trevor Bauer, uh-huh. who's now with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was he pitching against the Astros when this happened? No, I think they were playing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he, he, he gets on the rubber and he looks at the batter. And he gives them the fastball sign. You know how the pitcher will show the catcher in warm-ups. What, and, and so he throws the guy a fastball. I guess he figures if they're going to know what's coming, he'll just confirm it for them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like Trevor Bauer. He doesn't have a, a – he's not sponsoring us. No. We don't know Trevor Bauer. But, but Trevor, I, if you ever want to be on the show, we are. You have a mic that's open. I would highly recommend people going online and looking him up and and listening to some of his quotes. Yeah. I mean, the way he went off on the commissioner of baseball mm-hmm. the other day was uh, classic. And yeah. I, I think it was probably a little too much. Yeah, uh, it was fine. Okay. <laughs> he's a, he's he's he he's getting a little. Uh, I don't want to say prima donna, but his last little uh, his last start in Cleveland um, was uh, was that where he threw the ball? Yeah, that's into when the he stands? threw the ball like out. In the, yeah, I like that. It shows me you want to play. It yeah. shows me that you do, but it also shows me that you don't have control over your feelings of the game and when something when the quicksand effect when there the, are when two- you're trying to fight. And you just keep sinking and sinking. It shows me that, because remember, you're getting paid a lot of money for a lot of people to watch you. But to me, that's that's what he shows. It isn't just about the money. He has a desire to play. The other side of that, sports are supposed to teach you some discipline. Yes. And he needed to have some discipline. Oh in yeah. That case. Yeah, so yeah. what what about uh, Mike Musina then, who's in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and. I don't remember who the manager was at the time, but he went to take him out. Musina just looked at him and said, get back in the dugout. Oh, yeah. I'm not coming out of this game. <laughs> that See, sounds th- a little like Jack well, Morris, too. <laughs> yeah, to that, to your point, Joey, it's um, Scherzer did the same thing to Osmus. Scherzer yelled at Osmus when he was coming out and when he was still with the Tigers. And to me, that's – I'm not an Osmus fan, but I, I respect a manager's position within Major League Baseball. I believe in that position as much as some people say, well, they don't play the game or they don't, they, you know, they don't really have the, the say of the outcome of the game. Well, they kind of do because, A, they're a leader to a lot of young players coming into the league, and you also have to be a leader to these veterans who think that they can just kind of walk over and, and do certain things. I mean, we wouldn't ha- say Sparky Anderson, Terry Francona, um, uh, I'm dropping names out of of a hat, but we wouldn't have those names as managers. Joe Girardi, a lot of these guys being talked about if they didn't do their job well. So to be able to for a player to kind of talk back to a manager, that obviously shows that there's separation in the clubhouse, and the manager doesn't know how to control his players. But a player to not respect a manager shows that you're not you're doing it for yourself, not for the team. I'll tell you this. If Jack Morris was being taken out of a game by Sparky Anderson, 
<laughs> Morris would not have been happy about it. Uh-huh. Sparky would have known it. Uh-huh. But Morris would have handed Sparky the ball and gotten off the mound. Because of? Because Sparky was the manager. And there's... And if, there's... if Morris had refused to leave, that uh-huh. might have been the last time Morris, Morris started a game right. for a week or two. Uh-huh. There and, was respect there. Right. And, and even I, if you disagreed with them, sure. there was respect. Sure, because it isn't just about Jack Morris or Mussina mm-hmm. or about Trevor Bauer. It's it's about the team. And if you yeah. let one guy get away with that, why can't everybody get away exactly. with it? Exactly. And I think that's kind of what happened to the Tigers. And and in, mm-hmm. in Osmus's defense, he's he, he was a rookie manager, right? Yeah. But he had the same problems out in California, apparently. I just, uh, I just think he, he was given positions with too many he probably, I don't want to say egos in a bad way, but too many egos that he didn't know how to to talk to them. And as a manager, a good manager. I mean, even Castellanos said it after Osmus was gone and he was and Castellanos was still with the Tigers the last little bit and talking the differences between uh Garden Hire and Osmus that it's easier to talk to Garden Hire as a manager and somebody who you can kind of learn from versus Osmus, who felt more of like a friend or a, a, a pal that you could just kind of like shoot the shoot the stuff with, you know. So it's a tough job for a manager, sure. especially for somebody who has to, you know, manage a well, team here's, that lost here, over 100 here's games. Here's something. When Sparky was in uh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. there were three guys on that team. Mm-hmm. Could basically do anything they wanted, yeah. And he let it, he let the whole team know it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if uh, if Bench wants to do this, mm-hmm. I'll put up with it. You guys aren't Johnny Bench. No, anyway, yeah, you didn't put up the that. numbers like Bench well, did. Speak, <laughs> speaking of young players, you know, I'm excited with this uh, Riley Green. What do you think of him, Joe? Um, well, if you'd asked me this before yesterday's game, I would have said I'd take him in the outfield over. Travis Demerit, but Demerit hit two home runs yesterday. Grand Slam one, was it? I one of them was, was a Grand was Slam in in the ninth. He had to tie it up at eleven. Yeah, so I'd still prefer to see him in the outfield. Um, but Demerit, you're saying? No, Green. No Green. Yeah, because um, at least it's something exciting. He's got fresh legs. He's yeah. a kid that's wanting to play. You can tell when Riley gets out there this well, he's, spring. He's having a great spring. It's crazy. I mean, and he's got a really good eye for the ball and a lot of patience. He's not he's not you can tell, you know, younger players they're just they're ready for that fastball and that's all they're sitting on. And then with Green, he just sits there like he's been doing this his whole entire life, which he has, but and he I was, mean, you know, uh, playing major league baseball for I believe one life. for two yesterday with a walk. Scored yep. a run. Scored yeah. a run. He's got he, legs. He's got wheels, he's uh-huh. got a good bat. I don't know about his defense. Have we? Do you know it, anything about that? It can't that? be worse than what don't, we have out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think he'll come north with the team. I'd be surprised. However, if Sparky was here, you know, he'd be the he'd be the next coming of uh, Al Kaline. You know, <laughs> uh, it, it, Sparky was always the the uh, uh, the the hyperbole manager, right? Yeah. He, you know, who do we have? Uh, the, the little third baseman. Uh, Brookins? No, no, this guy was. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Brookins. we we had a third baseman, and I'll think of his name in a minute. Uh, who who in in spring training was doing great, and he said, "Oh, this guy's the next Brooks Robinson." 
Guy lasted. He came north with the team and lasted maybe two weeks. Well, that, Sparky just you know he liked somebody. He wanted him to be be good and and you know it's a difference in wanting somebody to do well and them having the talent to do well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I, all our best wishes for Riley Green. I, I hope mean, he's. It's I, been I, exciting I'm, to see him so far. He finished the season at A ball last mm-hmm. year in uh, Grand Rapids. Yep. I think he'll probably start the season at high A yeah. in Lakeland. Even though there, I haven't seen a lot of flashes in the pans, except for the home runs that we've been seeing, which the, the ball must, the, the air must be real nice and clear down in Lakeland right now. But um, this is the first spring training, even though there hasn't been flashes in the pan, that I'm actually really, I've been really paying attention to the excitement of seeing the pitching that we've we've gone out and, and grabbed the. Riley Green, I can't really say that there's really anybody else that went for a position player that we've really gone out that we're looking forward to seeing. But Paredes, Paredes maybe, but uh, also seeing some of these veteran guys, I like seeing C.J. Crone out there. I like seeing Mercer back on the ball. Scope. Scope, Cabrera. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the core team. They're playing like a team. Well, they're talking whether or highly... not they're going to lose a lot of games, I, it feels a little bit more core than it did last year. And they're talking about Austin Romine. You know, he they they have high hopes for him. He was a cl- I heard he was a clubhouse kind of leader in uh, in with the Yankees. And well, anybody uh, that's hard take... to do with, with the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> anybody that'll take on Miguel Cabrera in a fight. <laughs> Yeah, has, well, now he's on our side. Has so to now. be brave. Well, they're not called the tools of ignorance for nothing. There you go. That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, uh, this isn't in our rundown, but I, you know there is a position open on the Tigers that nobody seems to want, and that's third base. Yep. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want it. Well, uh, you know the two guys that you know they talked about, uh, uh, Candelario and Lugo, are both hitting under one hundred. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like neither one of them want the job. No. So, uh, or else they're just pressing themselves so hard. Candelario's batting 067 as we speak, and Lugo's batting 083. Mm-hmm. They've each played, well, Candelario's played in six games, Lugo's played in seven. Uh, Candelario's one for 15, and Lugo is one for 12. Wow. Now, I realize it's spring training, but. Man, if you can't hit that pitching, if you can't if you can't hit the pitching in the spring, because these guys they're working out all year round. Riley Green's seeing it well, and all these younger players are seeing it well. Candelario, you have really no excuse. So, if neither one of those guys are the guy for third base, mm-hmm. what do you do? Go out and see if there's any I look, veteran I, third. Baseman I don't see anybody or... out there that excites me. I would say, where's Moose at right now? He got signed, signed. in Cincinnati. Long-term deal? Four years, 64 mil. So I'm thinking, what if you move Goodrum to third and put Mercer at short? That could work. And then you've got, I mean, then you've got a, a, a veteran infield all the way around. Pitcher, first base, second base. Have we base. seen Goodrum in the hot corner? Yeah. He's definitely Have we, have we played that, it? Yeah. He's, he's played everywhere. And yeah. then and then you've got Mabin, pro- field, yeah. probably Jones, Jones in yeah. center, and Stewart in left. Uh-huh. And then Cabrera is your DH. I don't think that sounds – certainly doesn't sound as bad as last year. No. I mean, it's definitely starting to put the pieces where they should stay. But, I mean, I think after this year, if third bases are 
number one weak spot. I'm not saying that we won't have other weak spots, but our number one weak spot, you got to really start either thinking, okay, we're losing games, we're getting back to high draft picks, looking at possible potential future draft picks for that position or a shortstop position to trade off to be more uh, utilized, or going out and looking at some free agents that could have a couple years in that position, and then eventually they're going to have to trade off and become something else. Well, but uh, you know, you got to you got to do something there. Yeah. You can't have a, you can't have two guys play that position who are going to collectively hit point zero seven seven. Yeah, I could I agree with you there, Justin. I think you could put Goodrum in that position, and I think he would. F- he wouldn't be amazing, but I think it would it would help. It would stop the bleeding, and he can hit and he can run. Yeah, or you he, could put uh, Castro there. Isn't Harold Castro listed as a third baseman? There you go. There, yeah. there's, and he's your utility guy this yep. year. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Hey, uh, uh, real quick, because I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I saw an article last week about the Pirates experimenting with when they shift, putting four guys in the outfield. <laughs> What do you I think, think I've actually that? I think I've actually seen this done. Yeah, I think I think the Astros did. I think the Astros. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Astros have done a lot. <laughs> it's not cheating. That's not cheating. I don't think it's cheating, but that's really going to change the dynamic of, of 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 how a hitter decides to either put it up in the air or really just tap it down onto the ground because. There's a lot depending on that rule because if you have four so, out on the outfield, you can't have anybody on the bases. If literally, well, legitimately, you can't have anybody got, on the you've bases. You've got first and second, and somebody for let's say the guy's a lefty, mm-hmm. and he's a pull hitter, and yeah. he hits a lot of fly balls, uh-huh. and you've got a fly ball pitcher. Yeah, you know, you got a guy in left, and you got you got somebody in the alley, you got somebody in right field, and you got somebody shaded from center. The, I I don't think it's a bad idea. And, and and contrary to our friend David Kaner, who mm. hates shifts, <laughs> just hates them, and thinks they ought to be outlawed, uh, I think I, I like to see this. Make the player, make the hitter adjust. It'll be very. Baseball is about sure. adjustments. Victor Martinez did it. We watched the O's and whoever they were playing yesterday. The, the and it doesn't A's, matter. I think maybe. And and they were shifting on the Orioles. And we they had three different Orioles batters who so were pull left-handed pull hitters try to bunt missed each one of them. Guys need to learn to bunt. What is the benefit of having four outfielders? Well, does that just say the, the that your that your other three outfielders can't run as fast as the fourth guy that's going to be coming in to no, help you? No, the ball's fill in not going to get up the alley. Uh right. The ball's yeah. not going to get into one of those alleys for a double. Well, but, that's the thing, though, because if you have less infield and say you just even bunted down the third yeah, base you gotta line, be able to get that bunt you, you got to be able to bunt. And none of these guys, especially True. the power hitters, none of them can no. bunt. They've never been asked. But to a bunt. good, but a good bunter puts it down the third base line. You don't have a good pitcher to field it to throw to first. That runner or that batter could potentially get to third base on a bunt. Well, you see it on the shift every once <laughs> in a while. A guy will, a guy will hit a uh, a single. Next guy, they've got some kind of shift on. A guy on first goes to steal second. The guy who was in the shortstop mm-hmm. position, position 
goes to cover second. second. There's nobody, nobody at there. third, yep. and the pitcher is 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 being a uh, a spectator mm-hmm. watching the whole thing. So yeah. nobody's covering third. Anyway, uh, uh, we're gonna, <laughs> we just played a whole game right there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna run out of time. I I actually like the idea of the shifts, and I love. You know, we we criticize him sometimes, but I love Miguel Cabrera. Love him because they can't shift on him. Hell no, because he sprays the ball all over the place yeah. and hits it with power everywhere. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, and, he does it a and, lot. And this if his year. legs are under him, he's going to have a great, uh, great year. Well, I'm I'm hearing angels playing the music. We're going to have to get out of here. Uh, thanks, Joe, and thanks. Uh, uh, Corey or whoever you are. And, and, <laughs> it's a new position for me. He's not used to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to you being over it. Thanks, Angel and Andy and Steven in the booth. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to nrmstreamcast.com. Check us out. Check out some of our old episodes. There are uh, some pretty interesting ones out there. Anyway, for all of us here, this is Jess Monticello saying, let's play two.